Okay, uh, welcome to another podcast uh, for your GCC product design exam. This one's about packaging. Um, you'll definitely be asked questions about packaging in the exam, so it's a very good idea to revise this section. Uh, read the textbook as well as uh, listen to the podcast. Okay, you'll be very familiar with all the uh, materials of packaging because we're surrounded by it and we use too much of it and we throw too much of it away. Uh, paper and card, some of the most important. Uh, cardboard boxes, uh, cornflake packets, um, many, many famous designs are done in this medium and lots you'll be familiar with. Some of them are considered design classics, such as uh, record covers I remember from my youth or famous uh, logos like the Kellogg's cornflake packets. Um, textiles used to make bags, we can reuse them. Uh, metals, metal is used in packaging a lot. Uh, can you think of in what way? Yep, you're right, it's uh, aluminium foil and tin cans uh, used to preserve food. Loads of plastic uh, has the unfortunate effect of um, uh, making uh, large amounts of landfill that take a very long time to decay, we'll come to that later and glass. Uh, the other packaging materials nowadays are composite materials and lots of research is going into making new materials that combine more than one material into one useful product. For instance, Tetra Pak for milk cartons is cardboard on the outside and plastic or foil on the inside. That's a modern composite material that's made of more than one uh, type of material combining the properties of both of them. Uh, you should remember that word because that may be asked as a separate question about materials. Okay, we need to know all the functions of packaging. Uh, let's start with uh, containing and storage. Uh, products need to be stored and contained. For instance, some products are not very easy shapes. A classic would be an egg and you think how well designed the egg box is to allow fragile objects to be stacked up and preserved and contained in uh, the supermarket. Um, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, these might have been sold in a paper bag. Imagine getting them back from the market. Think how many packages are basically square so they can be stacked on shelves. And how many of the products are square? Well, not many. Um, think of products that would uh, not be contained very easily if they weren't in a package. Um, coffee, uh, most types of food, uh, even awkward shaped uh, objects like um, a shoe or a piece of clothing. After containment we have protection. Uh, when you buy a product you expect it to be in good nick when you get back from the uh, shop uh, and uh, your product will need to be protected. It could be a cardboard box like the cornflakes we mentioned before, it could be bubble wrap, it could be both, it could be polystyrene foam. If you buy a new PlayStation, you might find it wrapped in white polystyrene foam so that uh, if the van driver isn't very careful with it, it'll still work, even though it's quite fragile. Uh, some uh, products need to be protected in other ways. For instance, they're expensive and they need to be protected against theft, so they'll have anti-theft devices built into them. Some products are protected because they have special seals and you'll be able to tell whether they've been opened or not. For instance, uh, look at the top of a bottle of mineral water used all around the world because the foot of the water uh, coming out of the taps isn't very safe to drink and you can tell whether the bottle of mineral water has been opened or not. Most packaging has some sort of role in preservation. For instance, uh, it may go stale or it may dry out if it's not packaged properly and we could think of products like the Tetra Pak square milk carton that we talked about a little bit earlier. 
putting food in cans was invented about 200 years ago and that uh, had a lot of impact on how long food could be kept for. Before that it was put in a barrel or pickled or something like that uh, and then um, uh, tin cans were made and preserved food could travel hundreds of miles, last for years and basically it was a very cheap way of preserving things. Okay, packaging is pretty bad for the environment as we know. Um, mostly if, a few years ago if you threw it away it would go into your dustbin and then the dustbin would take it away and put it in a big hole in the ground. This is called landfill. Uh, plastic and tin foil in landfill would last for hundreds of years and is a very good way of um, preserving rubbish so the rubbish won't go anywhere and it'll um, use up valuable land space and uh, which we don't have a lot of in this country as well as uh, being dirty and messy and being a problem for future generations. Also plastic is made of oil and oil is a finite resource. There isn't loads of it available. It will run out eventually so it's a good idea to think of another way to uh, package things that won't use, um, use once then throw away oil-based products. There's lots of ways we're trying to minimize the use of packaging um, and you're probably doing some of it at the moment and your family when you go shopping. One of the main ways is you can take your own bag in and I regularly get told by my wife to uh, take a carry bag to school or take some carry bags to school so that I don't bring home stuff in a new carry bag every time I go into a shop and uh, I have uh, a number of carry bags that are tougher and I reuse them instead of having a new carry bag every time I go out. I could also try and shop in the greengrocer around the corner rather than going to a supermarket because they're just going to put the stuff in a paper bag instead of having individually packaged in little trays because their, their vegetables have to come from a large depot some other part of the country and the um, cauliflower or cucumber needs very careful packaging. I could also reuse some packaging. For instance, I could uh, have a milk delivery and the bottles get filled up again. I could take my printer cartridges back to the shop and get them refilled instead of having a new one. I could use sustainable materials. For instance, instead of polystyrene, I could use a plastic made of cornstarch or biopol and that will degrade when it's buried in the landfill site. It's not a perfect solution. It could be better not to use the stuff in the first place. And the main way that um, I could uh, have less of a bad environmental impact with my packaging is if I recycled it. Um, and at the moment, uh, where I live, which is in Lambeth, I have a large orange bag and I put all the stuff that needs recycling and I wash all the packaging that's made of plastic, put all the newspapers, put all the bottles in the bag and that will be uh, taken away by Lambeth to recycle. And a lot of it will be shipped back to China where they use a lot of plastic and be turned into more manufactured goods which will come back to this country and eventually maybe get recycled again. Um, people that use aluminium foil or drink a lot of Coca-Cola should know that 75% of all the aluminium that's ever been made since the material was discovered or invented is still being used because those cans get melted down, reused, makes into a new can, gets melted down, makes into something else like an aluminium stepladder and gets used and recycled over and over again. Okay, about the environmental impact, here's some useful words you should know reduce the amount of packaging these are called the four r's by the way reduce the amount of packaging so therefore use a package a bag that you've used before um, use a paper bag reuse the packaging like putting the milk bottle out um, 
use sustainable materials or recycle, use recycled materials. Uh, there's some more stuff about packaging which you should know. For instance, all the stuff that's written on it. But I'm going to stick that on the next podcast. So I hope you stay listening to that. Thanks for listening to this one.